Tales of a Chicana Woman, the podcast about life experiences and adulting. Advice, tips, and insight to help you along your way. Here's your host, Emily Z. Hey, what's up? For today's episode, I will be challenged today in talking about the hard and sensitive topic, which is that of dealing with grief and loss. And I had to experience this during the pandemic. And it was a lot, if I'm being honest, because I had never dealt with losing someone that I knew and loved and held dearly. But I realized then that the importance of truly living life, you know, to the max of my abilities because, you know, tomorrow isn't promised. Unfortunately, I learned that hard lesson and um, it was a tough pill to swallow, if I'm honest. And it was a lesson that I'll never forget. But honestly, it taught me so much. Losing someone really gave me perspective of what was important in my life and it made me realize that I have to look out more for my family. I have to, you know, share that I love someone in that moment because you never know. And luckily for me in my situation, I at least got the chance to say goodbye to my grandmother who I lost in September of 2020. And I got to tell her right before, you know, that I loved her and that I'll, you know, be thinking of her always. And in some ways, luckily, I was able to get some closure because she knew how I felt right before she passed away. But I know for some people or others, maybe like you, didn't have that chance to say goodbye and that makes the process in some ways a little bit more difficult but I want to make sure that you are you know well off and know about the resources that are around you so that you can be able to talk about the feelings that you're having when you know you're going through the process of losing someone or have already lost someone it's important to share and open up through my experience of losing my grandmother I was able to reach out and learn about the circle of healing or should I say the circle of grief and loss through my own resources and it was a help to me to know that there was a place where I could talk about my feelings. I could talk about my experience and find ways to deal better with what had just happened, which is that of me losing someone. Essentially, through my process of finding ways of healing, I came across uh, the person that is my special guest for today. And I have her here to kind of go over with you about what is grief and loss and 
ways that maybe a healing circle can help you or essentially be able to find ways to maybe even be a support to someone that's dealing with grief and loss. So can you please introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Zandra Wagner, and I serve as the university chaplain at the university. Alrighty, Ms. Wagner, now let's deep dive into this topic. What is grief? Grief is, uh, uh, is many, many things. It's, it's a collection of emotions that come after we lose something very dear. And um, that might be a person in our life. It might be a big life change. It might be the loss of a partnership. Um, it, you know, it's, it, grief comes from many things. And there's a whole broad possibility of emotions that go with it. Everything from uh, shock and despair to anger to confusion to brokenheartedness, um, depression, uh, and, and also, uh, and maybe even after some time, there's a process of making meaning of the loss. Uh, there's the memories and the honoring uh, for whatever was lost or who was lost. Um, but grief, it's a process. It shifts and changes day to day. And uh, no one person experiences grief in the same way. So it's very possible that uh, someone in one family has lost the same person. And one person is responding with um, deep brokenheartedness and someone else is responding with a lot of anger. And both are just um, valid and uh, uh, possible emotions that come along with this experience. Absolutely, uh, myself included. I know that I was never constant in my grieving. I kind of, it was like an on and off switch where at times I would feel, you know, the emotions that were that I was feeling, and other times I was able to shut them off. But exactly your point that you made was it's different for people in the way that they they grieve. And that leads me to ask, what is the purpose of a, a healing circle or a grieving and loss circle, as you would say? Well, <clears throat> it's always the case, uh, even, even before the pandemic, um, it's always the case that uh, students are experiencing loss in some way. They're losing grandparents and parents and siblings and aunts and uncles uh, and close friends. And uh, so, uh, the, and then here, here we're in a pandemic where we have um, many students who have lost one, two, three, four, five people to the coronavirus. And so it's, especially during this time, it has just seemed very, very important to provide a space where a person can come and um, meet with other people who are also experiencing grief and loss in some way. Uh, what I think what we found is uh, maybe when a person first comes in, uh, right, they're bringing in their deep, deep pain. 
Um, and that pain doesn't necessarily go away, but over time, when a person's been in the group for a while, um, because they have been uh, regularly processing their experience, they begin to develop some wisdom and insight into grief. And so they become uh, really important people for the newer people that join the group. Uh, and uh, so there's, there is a lot of learning that's taking place, but it's, it's learning through the group and people's experiences. Uh, so part of the <clears throat> part of the purpose of the group is to provide space for all that experience and emotion. It's to pr provide space to help people know how normal their emotional responses are. Um, that that if they cannot get out of bed, if they cannot do their schoolwork, if they cannot go to work, all of this is not a personal fail, fail, failure. It's a part of the process. And sometimes our body just shuts us down because the loss is so deep. Um, so it gives a space for a student to um, be able to process with other people who can understand that and, and can understand <clears throat> that six months after a loss, there can be deep waves of grief that happen again. But after six months, people in our lives may forget to ask us, how are you doing with this loss? Um, because it seems like it's so far in the past, but for the person, it may be a live experience. And so this group um, allows someone to keep processing until there's a time when uh, the group is not as as necessary or needed, or that person stays on just because they want to be able to support uh, newer people who come into the group. But it's a space for listening, learning, understanding, healing. Um, yeah, all of those, all of those things. Gotcha. Can you tell me a bit about a healing circle session, like what goes on step by step? The first thing we do is typically go around and just have people share, um, not not their whole story, but just how are, <clears throat> how are you coming into the circle today? Or um, why is it important that you are here today, right? So people are just sharing uh, something. It, it's not about the big trauma. It's just, how are you today and why is it important you're here today, right? And uh, just do a check-in. <clears throat> and then we typically have a more uh, primary conversation that, that happens, sort of the, um, the main part of our time together. And I might start us with a poem and ask people what in this poem uh, resonates with you. It might be, it might even be a little education about uh, grief or something I saw on Twitter that someone was talking about grief. Just anything that kind of can uh, put someone else's perspective to for the whole group to be able to respond to and resonate with and, and if they want to tell some of their story. Uh, 
So that's one way that we do kind of the main part. Another way we do it <clears throat> is I might have a question that uh, I start us with. If, if, there's a, if there's a number of people who are new, we, or actually anyone who's new, we will always, I'll always give people an opportunity to share with the whole group, what is it that brought you here? Um, what is your experience of loss that brought you here? And uh, it gives that new person a chance to share if they want, it's always optional. Um, but we also have everybody else, even people who've been there for a while, say a little bit of why what brought them originally to the group. Again, so that the space can feel safe and normalized in terms of what kinds of things people are bringing. Uh, so we may do that. If everyone has been to the grief group before, we'll skip that. Um, and then people can just bring up parts of their story that they want to bring up. Because every time you tell the story of who you've lost or what has caused your grief, right? It brings up so much. And uh, so we don't want to overdo it. And yet, uh, we always want to make sure everyone, everyone's grief can be seen. This is the opportunity. This hour is an opportunity that's a bounded space. It's safe. You've got support where you can just look at it straight on. And um, part of what we do especially if there's new people, which we're allowing people to tell their primary story, but not every week. Well, Ms. Wagner, we got a question from a listener, and I think it's a really great question. And here it is. How can one show their support to someone that is grieving? So what happens in the circle is, well, maybe near the beginning, uh, a lot of the conversation, I'm guiding the conversation. So a person may speak and I'll, and I'll affirm what they've said or, um, or thank them for the bravery of what they just shared. And then we'll pass it on to the next person. That's sort of at the beginning. But so maybe uh, hopefully a person at least feels seen at the beginning. Um, but again, because there's all different uh, sources of wisdom in the group itself, once we open it up to the main part of the session, uh, anyone may be responding to anybody else. And so what I see often is someone will be sharing something that's very difficult or frustrating or you know, whatever the feeling is, and there'll be someone else in the group that will say, I have had that experience before. Um, and maybe it's just, I am sharing in your pain, or it might be, I've had that, this experience before, and let me share with you what I did, because it seemed to have worked. Um, so there's some idea sharing. Um, sometimes someone will ask, what is it that we can do for you? Is there anything else? Um, so I think people are finding themselves heard and seen and cared for because there's an attentiveness from the group itself to relate with one another and have empathy for one another. Absolutely. I think it's amazing that people are able to share their stories and relate to one another. I know that for myself, 
I had people that I could relate with and have those conversations about dealing with grief. Now, just curious, how does one know that one can move on from the healing circle? I think for some it is like I, I'm back to being able to do <clears throat> or I'm, I'm able to do my daily activities again. And so I'm okay. I'm, uh, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily need to have this weekly thing in order to get out of bed each day. And um, for someone else, <clears throat> they, uh, even though they are doing a whole lot better um, and are able to function pretty well, that for someone else, uh, being there is, is a way to give back to other people, even though they're doing better, or, and or, it's also an opportunity to, like if you've lost someone who's really dear to you, um, by coming to the group on a regular basis, it's a way to honor the people you've lost. Um, and it's, it's a way, knowing that that loss is just so big, it's a way to always affirm um, that this was a big thing in one's life. Um, but for some people, they may even only come once to the group and that's enough or, or it's not for them, right? Because for some, this isn't always the best way to process. Uh, so sometimes someone will come once or twice some come for many months. Yeah, I totally get why, you know, maybe a healing circle isn't for someone. Um, but I know for myself, I wish I would have uh, gone to a healing circle during my time of breathing. I think it would have been a little bit more of a help. Um, but even though I think I still was taken care of well by my family and friends, and we kind of all went through it as, you know, I was broken into pieces, losing my grandmother. But I, in the end, came out through it strong. And for me, I know that her memory will never be lost in my mind or my heart. And she's with me. And I, I am thankful to have had uh, my grandmother with me, uh, with the with the time that was given uh but i obviously you know thinking back uh to her last days at that time i remember being so angry so upset but understanding of what was happening because like i mentioned earlier you know tomorrow's never promised and it's always about you know telling the ones that you love that you love them and being there and spending time with them because I think that's one regret that I have is that um, I wish we would have had more time together with um, my grandmother. And it's heartbreaking overall, the process, but it's something that will never get easier um, when you first go through it. Um, but over time, your heart slowly starts to heal and slowly starts to understand that they're not there with you anymore, but there with you in spirit and yeah i i'm thankful to have you miss wagner explain you know all these things and thank you again it was a pleasure talking with you and interviewing you thank you it's been a pleasure to talk with you
Now that was it for episode 6. This was dealing with grief and loss. Be sure to catch me next week with another episode. You've been listening to Tales of a Chicana Woman with your host, Emily Z. Follow Tales of a Chicana Woman on Twitter at Tales of a Chicana. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a 5-star review. Thank you for listening. Join Emily Z again next week on Friday. This podcast was student produced at the University of Laverne.